0: guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric.
1: And I'm Michelle. And, and today... And today...
0: Do I do, do you? Uh, I, and today we got the f- part two of our uh, little deep dive series that we got going on here. I'm kind of excited to be talking about this again. Uh, I'm... I haven't it's so it's been a little bit since I've seen the movie but I mean I've still it's been fairly recent so i I think I still have some of it in my head and i'm
1: I was gonna say you're you're gonna have to be like the go-to movie like uh person because like, it's been probably years since the last time I saw it mm-hmm. so I really don't remember it yeah. probably as well as you do
0: Oh for sure like i uh, I'll you got the 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 legit part and and I'll get yeah. the movie part
1: okay sounds good
0: I think that's how – I feel like that's how it was in the last deep dive as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. it was. And we'll keep it that way. So then I won't watch the th- – oh, wait. No. Well, technically I haven't watched the third part, really. Uh, well,
0: I still feel like you should just because I, – I mean, because if we start talking about it, then I'm basically spoiling the movie for you.
1: I mean, I think it's fine. If it's not as scary as like the first and second, then I'm, I mean, am I really going to be surprised?
0: No, I guess not. But to be <laughs> fair – um well, or, or no, no, not to be fair. Um, it, I don't. I actually don't think it's on HBO Max anymore, though. So you might oh, not be okay. able to watch it anyway. You well, might have you to go. get it on Amazon Prime or something.
1: Then I won't watch it. <laughs> All right. So in case you guys don't know, um, or if, if this is for whatever reason, your very first podcast uh, episode that you're listening to, we like Eric said, we are covering The Conjuring movies. And so last month we did a deep dive on part one. And this month, we're going to be doing a deep dive on part two. Not necessarily the movie itself, but what the movie is based on. And this month, it's going to be on the Enfield Poltergeist. And if you've been listening to our episodes and you know that I vaguely kind of sort of quickly told a a summary about this um, in our episode when we did a deep dive into Poltergeist, but now we're gonna like really, really deep dive this story, so it's gonna be fun. I'm excited about this one. This is probably one of my favorites for sure.
0: Yeah, and Michelle also like she she talked to me about it one time. Um, again, very briefly, and like it wasn't we didn't go into detail about it or anything like that. Um, but I I want to say I don't. Did you tell me that it was that that The Conjuring Two is based off of this movie or yeah, uh, based pre- off of this? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure. It is.
0: Um. And oh, I, I think so. Yeah, because then I told you I've never seen any of the Conjuring movies, and then and that's how
1: it all started. Yeah,
0: and then <laughs> uh and then she sent me this audio file, and I was just like, "Hail to the Na Na no. And I don't think it's I don't so think I, I, yeah, I know. I think I listened to some of it. I don't. I don't know if I listened to the whole thing because I was. I think it was a rest stop when I when I got the message, and so. Mm-hmm. My wife was in the, Valeria was in the in the bathroom, and I was outside walking Blake, and I was trying to <laughs> listen to this thing at the same time, and then I saw her coming, so I shut it off, and I was like,
1: and no. part, <laughs> partly
0: because it was creepy, and partly because I saw her coming in, and I she wasn't want to hear that.
1: Well, I'm fairly certain that I may be able to add some of the audio to the podcast, so... Hopefully, you'll be able to hear what I'm talking or what we're talking about a little bit later in the episode.
0: And, and if not, I'll probably add the link to the YouTube video as well.
1: There's there's quite a few videos, or unless I can find one video that has all of the videos, then that'd be great too. But mm. um, yeah, there might be multiple links, but it it's fucking creepy, guys. It's not natural. But I mean, we'll get into it later all in right. a little bit.
0: So let's let's do this, man.
1: Get started. Okay. Yeah. So conjuring two, the movie is about Ed and Lorraine Warren being called out to this uh house. But fun facts, they don't really actually come out in like real life. Like they, they weren't heavily involved like at all whatsoever. I think they were out for a few days and that's about it. Um but we'll get more into that a little bit later. So, spoiler alert for the real, real story. Also, also, um,
0: also, 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 spoiler alert for the movie. If you haven't watched it, we're gonna talk about it, uh, <laughs> not in depth, but we're a lot, and we're probably gonna give a lot of the main plot points away. So, if you haven't watched the movie, then I would say stop watching this or stop listening to this. Um, and if you haven't, then continue on guys
1: <laughs> it and and i will say part two was probably my favorite just because i i knew the story but also i i don't know i just i liked that one over part one and i guess technically half of part three because that's all i've seen but it was it was my favorite conjuring movie i will sure.
0: say that it i oh man was it the scarier of the two the first two i think it might i think it might have been scarier than the first one
1: i i think it was but Uh, again i think it's because it's my favorite i
0: think yeah i think i'm gonna have to say yes just because again the nun freaks me out (laughs) and she comes out quite a bit in that movie yeah and her scenes are so just and then even okay just yes it's i think it's (laughs) i think it's scary. i think it is the scarier of the two
1: yeah okay that i agree let's get started then It all started when Peggy Hodgson moved into a quaint little home in Enfield, London in 1977 with her four children, Margaret, who was 12 or 13, I've seen some reports, but mostly it was usually said she was 12, Uh, Janet, who was 11, Johnny, who was 10, and Billy, who was 7. So they moved into uh, this council house, which is basically like public housing, so you're, you know, lower income, that this is kind of where you would live. Um, and she was a single mother and she had just gone through this like divorce and dad was kind of an asshole and he would come and like drop off child support at the house and kind of rile everybody up and then leave and be an asshole. And sometimes he would even bring like the younger women that he was dating to the house when he would drop off the child support, like just to be an asshole. So fuck that guy. What a prick. Um yeah. And she I mean as I'm sure many of you single mothers know, she had to work really long hours trying to take care of her family. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stress in the household, not to mention the 12 and 11-year-old daughters who are going through puberty. And I mean, we've talked about this before also again in that poultry poultry guys the deep dive That activity, poltergeist activity kind of tends to stir up or rile up when uh, there's young people going through puberty. It sounds weird saying it out loud, but it's just, I know that if you know the paranormal, you know that that's just a regular thing, but it's still weird to say it out loud for some reason. I think I just hate the word puberty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like mo- like moist
1: like moist yeah exactly <clears throat>
0: i don't understand just... why people that word bothers people
1: i don't yeah moist doesn't bother me but apparently puberty does but i think it's because it's just like such an awful time in any person's life <laughs> puberty kind of sucks so i just it's got a negative connotation there but uh but yeah so that's that's where we're at moved into this house in 1977 and shit hit the fan.
0: And I think uh, right. in the movie, I think it was about the same. I think uh, it was basically the same. They lived in public housing. The mom had just gotten divorced. Um, I know they like like Elvis was a big thing too, because like I think the dad would like play uh, yeah, Elvis's yeah. songs or something like that.
1: No, it was it was uh, Ed Warren.
0: Well, he, he he oh no no he would play the records. Yeah, he would play the records. That's right because uh, i
1: remember being like Ah,
0: Elvis! yeah yeah so ed warren in <laughs> Maybe the movie that's why i liked it more <laughs> <laughs> yeah ed warren plays a guitar in the movie he plays an elvis song and then i think the dad would listen to elvis records so that was like mm. elvis was like a thing in the family and but again like they had got just gotten to i think they had just gotten divorced um the dad was kind of a deadbeat. Uh, I don't remember if he was paying child support or if like he started to, and I think he he like he stopped or something like that. Some some, but he was just a piece of shit in the movie too. So and he wasn't, he never wow. came out. So,
1: so the very first like haunting event, I guess you can say that that happened is kind of like disputed. It some say it's one, or it's been said that it's one thing, and others say that it's another. But I'm just gonna tell you what those first two were and does it really matter because they were both awful but um one of the firsts i guess was this one time where um peggy heard these loud noises coming from her daughter's room and when she went up there to tell margaret and janet like you should be asleep stop talking stop messing around what parent hasn't done this to their kid but um so instead of Rough housing or like talking or messing around, like she expected to see her daughters doing, she actually found them huddled in a corner, like terrified and just freaked out. And so that's supposedly one of the very first experiences. But the um, first possibly, uh, or the possible other first experience again, either way, both creepy, doesn't matter which one was first. Mm. Um, Peggy heard again loud noises from upstairs. So she went into her her kid's bedroom and this time it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, who's in this one? Janet and one of her brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but so she entered the bedroom and she saw the chest of drawers moving around. And so she tried to stop it um, because it was kind of, I mean, it shouldn't have been moving, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And um, she... She tried to stop it from being moved as it was um, coming closer to the door. And she realized that something was pushing it from the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it shouldn't have been moving. It was some sort of invisible force. And it almost seemed like it was trying to trap them in the room because it was like, you know, trying to push up against the door. And um, uh, a quote from, from Janet, who was in the room when it happened, she said... It started in the back of the room. The chest of drawers moved and you could hear the shuffling. Thinking that it was Janet and her siblings making the noise, she said that her mom told them to, you know, go to sleep. And when uh and she says when we told her what was going on and she came to see it for herself, she saw the chest of drawers moving. When she tried to push it back, she couldn't. And so uh yeah any any sort of like invisible force like that's why i hated paranormal activity because i'm like that like i mean you can't see what's opening the cabinets or what's pulling the sheets off like that movie scared me more than like the the nine or any or the conjuring yeah (laughs) like anything with like super creepy like faces and stuff yeah i don't know because it's like yeah whatever that's made up but for me, paranormal activity is like some sort of invisible force, right? And so, like, I don't know, that's more terrifying. Or to when me. they put so like
0: I, all the powder down in the hallway and stuff, and you just see the footprints. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, like no, uh, I don't know. So, I, I would, I would be scared shitless if this huge like chest was moving and I couldn't move it because something mm-hmm. else was pushing and I couldn't see it. No, all right, yeah, but whatever. Did that happen in the movie?
0: Yeah, it did. But okay, so I think the way it happened in the movie, I'm trying. Like again, it's been a, a little bit since I saw him, but the, the way that I remember it is, it all starts with Janet. Like she starts having experiences. Um, I don't remember if she used to sleepwalk, but she would like. I know she started having like stuff happen to her specifically first, and then she yeah. would thought she thought it was her sister play like playing pranks with her, but then she woke up and she saw that her sister was still asleep. And then, um, so she kind of, like...
1: Oh, no, 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 no. What no, the fuck? No. Hold on. Carlos? No. No.
0: What the fuck was Are that, you? dude?
1: Okay, to be fair, we've been having issues with this light. Uh-huh. But... Oh, my God. oh my god just so you guys okay
0: go go ahead go ahead
1: i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay okay i'm leaving this fucking door open if there is a echo echo or something i do not give a shit so we're talking about poltergeist activity we are talking about all this shit and the light in my closet literally started flickering i'm literally gonna take this like video and just post it probably on instagram even though i look like trash but you guys just need to see how fucking scary
0: that was crazy (laughs) that was yeah yeah, oh my
1: god no no thank you i don't have sage or a candle or anything right now
0: see man y'all you're you're fucking up sissy i i basically have an altar in front of me like i have (laughs) two saint michael candles i have my sage Uh, i have my palo santo i have my uh amethyst that you gave me i have the um one that that mariano gave me the quartz oh yeah and uh (sighs) the other one that you gave me the that i always forget that was so scary that was that was was a trip Uh,
1: terminally i don't even know uh
0: once you guys see it and like it was fucked up because i was literally talking about the shit that was happening to the the little girl and then her the, the you'll see it lights the lights start out flickered.
1: of a fucking horror movie yeah it, it <laughs> like wasn't it was just like horror movie. it
0: wasn't just like a little flicker no that shit was going nuts like the lights oh yeah.
1: god okay if I you're don't listening know if to this was... guys
0: and you, you're not following us on social media go to social media right now and fucking check out just the video it. that michelle's gonna post it's it. it's <laughs>
1: oh my god. crazy that scared the shit out of me. Okay. I'm fine. i <sighs> fine. I will I will do some sort of cleansing or something after, but holy shit. I just can't set up a little altar in my closet. I'm afraid something's going to catch fire. Yeah. Um so holy shit, I don't even I don't even know where we're at. Where yeah, are you at? Do you talking, remember? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I was talking <laughs> okay. about so she started had, yeah, having experiences, right? And then mm-hmm. she ends up, I think at some point, I think she ends up like teleporting downstairs or some shit. Like she was in her room, and then she she's like in the living room, and then she gets up and she goes Mm. back. I think she just goes back to her room and she's like kind of freaked out because I think she used to sleepwalk too. Because she tied she she I think she used to sleepwalk (laughs) because she tied herself to the she tied herself to the bed. So Mm. like they like they thought that that that's what it was too. And then um then at some point um I think the sister starts. Oh, she wakes up and she starts freaking out, and she tells her sister that somebody's in the corner of the room. So Ooh, then, God, no. so then the sister goes and she's like, like she starts walking to the corner of the room, and like you're, it's all suspenseful. You're waiting for this shit. And dude, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I looked up a website that told you where all the jump scares were gonna happen just so that I wasn't <laughs> fucking freaked out. I swear to God.
1: Why? Because I hate it's, that's. I told oh you I gosh. hate jump
0: scares, so I I made sure that. And, and the thing is, it tells you like the times and you can even like sync it to when you're watching the movie. You can sync it yeah. so that the the like oh say you're watching God. it on your computer, the the website will tell you this. This, But I didn't do that. I just looked at the thing. Yeah. And I was like, OK, this is at this many minutes? I was like, so I'm at this time. So it's in this many minutes. And, and like I was doing the math in my head while watching the movie.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: so then I knew there was going to some shit was going to happen. So she goes to the corner, yeah. right? And she opens it like she's the because the, the door flung open or like it started to creep open so the little girl like freaks out and then so she, her sister she she wakes her sister up and she's like there's somebody in the room and then she goes to uh to check the 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 door and she opens the door like or closes the door mm-hmm. technically uh but there's nobody there and then she turns around and she says there's nobody here and then that's when like just something Ooh. comes, yeah, and then Ugh. I think they both. That's when they go running into the corner. And they're screaming and oh, freaked out. So that's and then the mom okay. comes in.
1: Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's similar. Yeah,
0: and then similar. I, I want to say after that, the brother started having experience. I don't know if you have this in your notes, but the brother starts having experiences, and then he starts freaking out, and then the mom like, um, I guess goes to his room because he like he was freaking out like it's a separate time but she goes to to his room because he was also freaking out and then um i think she heard like loud banging and stuff downstairs so she goes downstairs and she's like in the kitchen and then all of a sudden you see somebody like pass by like in the hallway and stuff like that and you're like oh shit here we go again (laughs) and then she goes into the living room and then uh she sees um, Janet, right? That's the young one. That's that's the younger of uh, the uh, two,
1: younger daughter. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the the so Janet was sitting in the chair uh, in the corner in of the room, like just sitting there. And
1: oh yeah yeah okay. So she
0: sees her and she's like, oh, it's just you, this and that. And so she gets her up and and takes her back to the room. And then like after that, it's this would start shit starts getting kind of crazy. But the thing too that the sister told her, um the sister got upset with her because I believe her and her friend in the movie at the very beginning, they had made a, uh, a Ouija board and they wanted to play with it. Uh, and so I, like, or may, they might have played with it already. And then, so Janet had it under her bed and then the sister found it and she's got on her case about it. Kind of like the way I tell you that you shouldn't okay. play with one. And uh, then she was like, Oh, you know, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, this and that.
1: Okay. You're going too far into the Oh, okay. The sorry, sorry. No, no. no. <laughs> this
0: is actually like – Well – Okay.
1: i oh, sorry. Just, yeah. go. Go Well, we don't, you don't want to say like the whole movie. Right, 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 right. just got <clears> – <throat>
0: I'll go with what you
1: – But, but it, uh, I'm sad that I, obviously I don't remember the movie because I had saved this fun fact for the very, 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 very end. But I guess it came out in the movie, so it's not a fun fact. Oh. Janet did say that all of this happened after they played with the Ouija board. But yeah. her and her older sister. Oh, and then okay. all this shit hit the fan. So I guess in the movie, the older sister's like, you shouldn't play with this. But in real life, her and her sister mm-hmm. actually did play with it. And then that's when, when all this stuff kind of started yeah. happening. And,
0: and the whole chest, the chest of drawer things, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. But it, it might have been when the mom ran in there after they freaked out. Or it yeah. might have been like another night. That because like they in the movie yeah, I mean there's multiple nights yeah, of yeah, yeah. shit
1: happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're we're gonna get into what else yeah. kind <clears> of <throat> went down. But um so a- after that happened with with the chest moving, um obviously she was freaked the fuck out and she ran over to the to the neighbor's house. Um Vic and Peggy. Peggy, mm-hmm. yeah, same name. Yeah. But so there's two Peggies. There's mom Peggy and neighbor Peggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Vic and, and Peggy Nottingham, and those are actually fake names. Um, that there's a, a book written about this whole experience from um, the authors or like some of the researchers that that came over to the house, and they changed everybody's name who wanted to be changed. And so the Nottingham, Vic and Peggy Nottingham aren't actually their their names. Fun fact. Um, but they, so Vic and Peggy, you know, accompanied them back to the house and i mean they also heard the weird noises like knocks on and banging on on the walls and doors and like they could not figure out where this was coming from mm-hmm. and at one point like vic um even says like i went in there and i couldn't make out these noises there's knocking on the wall in the bedroom on the ceiling i was beginning to get a bit frightened so th- i mean already we not only do we have like this whole family but we have the two neighbors who are also experiencing these these weird noises right and um so with that they're like let's call the cops so they call the cops but um the cops also hear all these weird noises and they can't figure out where it's coming from either so now we have i mean you know you, you have regular people experiencing these things and it's one thing but when you have people like police officers or scientists or doctors who are more like who, who are more likely to lean towards like rational side of things. Um, they, they were also experiencing these things and it almost seemed to like follow them around the house as well. And um, they also had an experience and the uh, police constable Carolyn heaps actually wrote in the official report that quote, a large armchair moved unassisted four feet across the floor she inspected the chair for wires but i mean they couldn't find an explanation for what just happened and i'm i'm fairly certain that came out in the movie too right because then something they like quickly similar. like leave the house or yeah something happens <clears throat> and I, I remember that being a supposed like funny part of the movie mm-hmm. where like the cops were like fuck this and they just yeah. like, leave the house like nope sorry you can't do anything yeah, sort um,
0: of. yeah, and, yeah. And,
1: and i mean that that kind of well at least in real life that happens like the officer's leave and they're like i mean sorry like it's not a police matter like they can't do anything about it like no one's breaking the law which i mean i get it but that you know at least there's two more witnesses that that experience something
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah so in the movie that's basically that i think when when the whole chest of like the chest gets pushed up against the door I think that's when they freaked, the, like they they freak out. I yeah. mean, of course, like why wouldn't you freak? The, yeah. Just freak the fuck out, and then they went running to um, the the neighbor's house, and they were banging on the door. What like surprises the shit out of me? Well, okay, I'm trying to remember if they believed it was ghosts right away or if they thought it was burglars. Uh, so that's why the the like husband the husband went to go check. Yeah, but then like mm-hmm. stuff started happening. He's like, "Uh, this shit ain't normal, dude." <laughs> Cause him, him, him and the mom went and then the, the his wife stayed with the kids and mm. so that's when they called the police and the police show up and then they start hearing noises and then the 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 female cop she's like hmm it sounds like it, she i guess she thought it was pipes so what she grabs mm. is she grabs a, a chair out of the kitchen like drags it out of the kitchen into the hallway stands up on it and then um she starts checking like to see if like she can hear some noises up, like up in the seat ce- in the ceiling uh, or in the walls and stuff. And then I think when she gets off the chair, the chair starts shaking and then it starts like, it just slides back into the kitchen, like back at the table where she had pulled it from. So then that's How what, is that
1: not the same thing that I, <laughs> Oh,
0: because no, no, no. Uh, th- but That's why I said it's oh. similar, but it's different because in here it's saying it's an armchair that f- moved four feet across. And this one Thank like you. literally like goes that d- back, down the like a little bit of the hallway and then like goes back into the into the kitchen so that like did. you said it was a funny part of the movie because you're like you're like that's fucking hilarious because like this chair literally yeah. just like slides back into the kitchen and stuff and then like you said they ran out of the uh they ran they they all go outside and and they tell her that, yeah this is not a police matter and uh <laughs> i think that the lady tells her that she needs to get the church involved Mm, Um, the inspector she's i believe she did also say that she was going to put it in the report but there's nothing that they could do yeah so that that and she she yeah she she encouraged her to uh go to the church to to get this um figured out because it was yeah it was paranormal in the movie but uh, again this is super close to what you're you're reading here as well so Mm -hmm. i'm actually surprised that they got that much you know (laughs) In in there yeah yeah
1: so, um, and I think this
0: is where like some of this might start to deviate the movie from like reality,
1: yeah, maybe, probably. So, the disturbances only got worse from there. The Hodgson's reportedly suffered all kinds of strange things happening in the house for the next 18 months, so things like Furniture being overturned, um, toys being thrown, banging noises, writing appearing on the walls, and even even levitating children. Um, in two thousand twelve, Janet told ITV the cups would unexpli- unexplicably inexplicably the cups would inexplicably fill with water. Things would randomly burst into flame. Uh, from another article I read, it was um like matches. Mm. Like they would just they would be laying there and then pew, catch fire. And um, (laughs) the disembodied voices would speak to them too. I can't wait to get more into detail with that, but let's keep going. Um, According to Janet, the most frightening encounter was when a curtain wrapped itself around her neck next to her bed. And I'm fairly certain this comes out in the movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like it comes out in quite a few horror movies, and I almost feel like they are inspired by this event because I've never heard it prior to. Um, but just the thought of curtains wrapping around my neck and choking me. And again, just not being able to be like hit somebody like it's just curtains are alive. Yeah. Um, it's, it's freaky, but I mean, I'm, I'm fairly certain this comes out in the movie, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you haven't mentioned him yet, so I'm not going to go. into detail about it, I guess yet, because oh, it happens okay. towards the end of the movie. Um, but it does happen.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, then let me keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Peggy eventually turned to the press for help, um, reaching out to the Daily Mirror. The tabloid sent a photographer, Graham Morris, to the house to capture the hauntings. And then that's basically – you thought all hell broke loose? No. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Now all hell has broken loose. Um, the Enfield case might be one of the most like best documented paranormal cases in history, thanks to Morris's disturbing pictures of his visit to the Hodgson's house. And again, guys, if you follow us on social media, uh I wish I knew what episode off the top of my head, but uh the the deep dive on Poltergeist, I actually use one of those photos. It's it's actually a photo of Janet like flying across the the room. And and I'll I'll add more of these photos. Um and Eric, I'm sorry I didn't add them in the report, but if you Google them mm-hmm. You're going to find him right away. It's creepy as fuck. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add those so that you guys can see him. And uh, so like I said, among these photos was a photo of Janet being tossed around her bedroom by the poltergeist while her sister Margaret watches in horror. Um, as you might suspect, if you've watched The Conjuring 2, it's very possible that the picture is staged. Janet leaping off her bed onto the floor. But um we can only go by Morris's account, and he seemed pretty convinced. So, I mean, I don't know. You can call everyone a liar, I guess, if you want. Yeah. Uh, he said that it was chaos. Like, things started flying around. People were screaming. Um, the BBC even went to the house, but the crew found that the metal components in their tape equipment had been twisted, and so all the recordings were erased. Oh, which. I- I know, yeah, like, I mean, it's pretty similar to, like, batteries being drained and mm-hmm. shit just, like, you know, not being caught on camera, even though, like, you're pointing it right on there, like, static and shit like that, so that doesn't really surprise me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the Daily Mirror and the Hotchins, Um next calls paranormal investigators of the Society <laughs> Society of Cyclical Research.
0: No, you said cyclical.
1: Well I'm trying to that's what you said last no, time. No, I
0: said cyclical. But but psych, cyclical would be like a cycle. Like and okay, then you're adding so an cyclical extra cyclical research. No, you're adding an extra L.
1: Sick sick cyclic. Cyclical.
0: Psychic, yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> Society of psychical research.
0: You could just right. say, however, like, if you want, if you feel more comfortable saying psychical, we can say psychical. As long as we don't say... Physic- SPR. SPR. Oh, that's what we, we're, that's what <laughs> that's we, what yeah. we said last time. Yeah. We
1: already, again, in case you haven't listened to previous episodes, we had a whole argument about cyclical, cyclical. S-
0: psychical and psychical. And,
1: and then we were just like SPR. SPR, yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
1: it is not physical research.
0: Yes. No, it's not. No. Anyway. It's actually... Um pretty much would say it's kind of the opposite, no?
1: Yeah, 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 it's accurate. So, yeah, they they uh, called in paranormal investigators from um, SPR, including Maurice Gross and Anita Gregory, along with Guy Lynn Playfair, um, who actually doesn't come out in the movie, but he's a skeptic, so we don't want him there anyway. Um,
0: no, they had somebody else there that was a skeptic. That was a female, oh. actually.
1: Well, I, it was, was it probably not Anita Gregory?
0: Um, I don't remember her name. I would have to look okay. at the IMDb to see who the character was. That way I can, I'll do that while you keep going.
1: So Gross says, when I first got there, nothing happened for a while. Then I experienced Lego pieces flying across the room and marbles. And the extraordinary thing was when you picked them up, they were hot. So this is like one of the like, bigger things is i mean i we talked about things getting tossed around and and toys being tossed around as well but um literally marbles would be like pelted at people's heads which fuck that and then legos flying across the room imagine stepping on one Mm -hmm. but but yeah that was the weird thing about them is like you would pick them up and and they're hot like i don't it's like weird because the energy of the poltergeist Mm -hmm. like maybe like heats it up. i don't know but, yeah, so I, I thought that was kind of weird. Does that happen in the movie, like, things being tossed around like that?
0: That's when the l- little brother starts having uh, – he's got a speech imp- – so he stutters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and him and, and, and Janet always do the Crooked Man song, poem thing, which is a very fucking creepy song. I mean, if you <laughs> ask me, like, right. I don't know why that's a children's song.
1: I mean, if you really think about children's well, songs, oh yeah,
0: that's true. Bring around the rosy and all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, the little boy has like a teepee set up on the top of the stairs, like in front of his room, and uh, like he hears his toy um, fire truck going off, and the fire truck, I think, gets pushed into his room or something, and then he pushes it back all the way to the teepee, and then like it goes into the teepee. And all of a sudden it gets pushed back out and then like he starts walking towards it and then the crooked man comes out and he starts freaking the fuck out, runs nope. back to his room. And I think he covers his head and that's when the mom comes in and was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um, because she had told like he had eaten some cookies or crackers and she told him, don't do it because um, you're going to get thirsty. And what he did, he ends up going downstairs, drinks water. Oh, comes yeah, back yeah. upstairs and that's when he starts experiencing shit with the teepee. Um, So that mm-hmm. was, I think the only thing that toy related as far as like toys moving. Yeah. Um, so I did look it up. It is Anita Gregory. That is the skeptic in the,
1: oh, Okay. in
0: the, in the movie. So she's like, yeah. Cause at this point, like the Warrens are there. So I, I would assume the Warrens are who Maurice and Anita are supposed to be. Like they're replacing, not replacing the characters because both Maurice and Anita are in the movie. Yeah. But Maurice is more the, the like he I think he was the one that wanted to bring the Warrens on. He's the then, main person, yeah. Yeah. And then Anita in the movie is a skeptic. So she's like, everything they're saying, they're like, she's like, oh, this is, you know, this is bullshit, you know, this is you explain it this way, explain it that way, blah, 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 this and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um and um, then they also did that have the BBC. I think the Warrens didn't come in until after the BBC thing happened. And like that uh, got played. Sounds and, about right. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah mm-hmm. well and and the thing about um about maurice is like they like they they got really close to him like they they really liked him because he he was in the house a lot like he mm-hmm. he was was the main investigator i guess you, you could say yeah um i mean he he essentially like lived there and like it was i i think i'll mention it a little bit later but like yeah janet didn't want him to leave like they all very much like really liked him being in the house Uh, and i think it was that they needed a father figure Mm -hmm. and he was kind of that but um yeah
0: i think it it was the same in the movie as far as him being the one that was a a lot more involved with the family at the like at the very beginning i think he's even the one that got the bbc people to come in Mm -hmm. in the movie um Although that whole father figure thing that you're talking about, I think that got in the movie got placed onto Ed
1: Ed, Ed Warren. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because
0: um, they they didn't, they didn't they literally didn't want Ed and Lorraine Warren to to leave in the movie.
1: Yeah. Okay. So then that's a little bit on. Yeah, that makes sense. But um all right. So moving on. One day, Maurice was visiting um, the neighbor and found one of the children shouting, I can't move. It's holding my leg. So then they had to actually wrestle the child from what they all thought or insisted on was a grip from invisible hands. So again, my worst nightmare. Next to dolls. Mm. I don't know which one's worse. I think dolls are worse. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this this thing was, was holding um, one of the children down. And again, like they just kept hearing the knocking all over the house, just not knowing where it was coming from. Um, it would run down like the, the wall, um, fading in and out as it apparently played some sort of like creepy game with the family. And they just got so scared that they ended up all sleeping in the same room with, with the light on, mm-hmm. which that sucks. But I mean, yeah, it, I can imagine being that scared. Um, most of the, acta- most of the activity centered around, um, Janet, who was 11 and, um, she would go into violent trances, which were like just awful to see apparently. And on one occasion, the iron fireplace in her bedroom was wrenched from the ball by again, an unseen force, fuck that. And, um, they also claimed to see her levitating and floating across the room, which again, some of those pictures, uh, you know some people go back and forth as far as whether they're real or fake. Um, but I'll, I'll post those pictures so that you guys can see them as well. And at one point, Janet told Channel Four news, I guess there in the UK, that um, I felt that she says quotes, "I felt used by force that nobody understands. I really don't like to think about it much. I'm not sure the Poultry Guys was truly evil oh man sounds pretty fucking evil yeah. um but <laughs> that it was almost as if it wanted to be a part of the family it didn't want to hurt us it had died there and wanted to be at rest the only way it could communicate was through me and my sister and i mean i guess maybe to an extent of you know if that's the only way that you can communicate with someone and you're desperate to communicate and like get what you have to say out like Mm -hmm. I taking over a fucking 11-year-old's body and (laughs) speaking through her probably doesn't seem like a big deal. But um, it's scary to be on the other side of that, I guess. Um, So that is when the poltergeist decided to speak. And I'm sure Eric, you'll get into details with this, but I'm gonna yeah, go through keep, like, quote unquote what actually happened. Yeah,
0: go go through what happened, and then I'll I'll start talking about what because uh, then you'll mention this movie? this you'll mention the man, and, and I can start talking about other stuff too.
1: Him. Yeah. Okay. So um, in the movie, the ghost of Bill Wilkins reached out to the investigators through Janet. And this is the raspy voice that I was talking about in the videos that hopefully I'll be able to insert at some point in here. Um but the raspy voice uh is coming from her and like her hips would her hips, <laughs> her lips would hardly be would be moving. Her hips um, don't lie. Her hips don't lie, <laughs> but her lips do. Just kidding. Um almost like a ventriloquist though. So like, you know how they like barely move their mouth. I'm trying to do it now as if you guys can see me, but yeah, they barely like move their their mouths, but still get full clear words out. Um, So the spirit told Gross and Playfair that, that, um, quote, just before I died, I went blind and then I had a hemorrhage and I fell asleep and I died in the chair in the corner downstairs. Investigators later confirmed with Wilkinson's son that a man by the name had indeed died in the house many years ago. Um, many years ago, I feel like it's a little more in depth in the movie than yeah. what I'm saying right now.
0: Well, no, it's it's, it's again um, a lot of a lot of like what happened with Maurice and, and the the other investigators is transferred on Mar- Maurice was there in the movie, but. Uh, maurice was in there was there in the movie with the whole bill wilkins thing but then it was the warrens that were actually the investigators that came in to to uh to talk to her and stuff like that but going back real quick to the thing grabbing the it, i think it ended up grabbing billy's leg or the little boy the one with a speech impediment i want to say it was yeah Billy. um but it was like i think the neighbors had a rottweiler or something and the Rottweiler was then stand- he thought it was a Rottweiler standing next to him, but then it shape shifted into the crooked man and then the crooked that. man ended up grabbing him. And then uh, I think they, they, w- they were all sleeping in the living room, but they were sleeping in the living room of Peggy and uh, what's his name? Vic, you know, what'd you say his name was? Uh Vic and Peggy. Vic yeah, and Peggy. With the neighbors. Yeah. yeah. So they were sleeping in their living room. They weren't staying at their house anymore oh, because okay. shit just got was getting too it crazy. Just, that yeah. They they went to go live with them for a while and they slept in the living room. And then um they were all in the living room and then they, they see their crooked man's shadow coming down the hallway, and they start they, they're like freaking out because they're like, What the
1: fuck is going
0: on? And then all yeah. of a sudden the person that walks out of the living room is ja- out of the, the hallway is Janet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then, so that happened and then, um, again, there was, there was instances where she, she teleported, uh, or at the very beginning she, where she, when she started having like all these experiences, she started feeling kind of weird. Uh, she stayed home, uh, from school one day because, um, like she felt, yeah, she just felt drained and stuff, I guess, from the, from the possession that she was having, And, uh, the TV starts going kind of weird and she's like looking for the controller, the, the remote control for the TV. And it's in the, that chair in the the corner of the room. So she's like, what the fuck? So she goes and she grabs it and then she's like, she has it there. And then the, it disappears again. And then, um, I don't remember if the TV goes like staticky or if it turns off and then you can kind of see a man sitting in the chair in the back. And Mm -hmm. then, um, she kind of, she starts freaking out a little bit and then all of a sudden it's one of those jump scares where like he's stand all of a sudden he's he's like standing behind her and he yells like this is my house or or something like that
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and then so then that's when she starts having more experiences with bill she gets bitten in the movie uh in at, at one point like she's in in bed and and she has bite marks on her um mm-hmm. and then at one point, she ends up teleporting back into like, into. I think she was sleeping with her mom and they had locked. Oh, by the time the Warrens came, they had locked the room uh, with a chain so nobody could go into the room. And I think they have put crosses all up in the room. And uh, I think they were sleeping in the in the house again, but Janet was sleeping with Peggy in, in her room and um, she ended up teleporting into the room. And they were like, how the fuck does she get in here if, <laughs> you know, the room is locked? Uh, and then I think the Warrens were staying with them, like, li- living in the house at the time. So then Peggy starts screaming that she's in the room. And, uh, like, they're trying to get the door open. And she, he, like, they're asking, like, they're trying to pry it open. And they can see, like, the door kind of open, so they can see, like, a crack. And then Janet tries to, um, like, she's trying to get out. And then Bill, like, you see, you just see Bill like, come from behind her. He, like, he his hand, like, comes around her face and he pulls her back into the room. Mm, and then they're finally no. able to get the, the door open. And when they open the door, that's when they find her wrapped up in the the curtains, like she's being oh, suffocated. Yeah. And so then they go and they pull her off and, and, and all that stuff. And, uh, and I think before that also is when they do the whole, uh, the Warrens show up and they're wanting to talk to Bill. So, um, she's doing the whole or are they the what's his name ed tells her that he wants her to take a drink of water hold it in her mouth oh yeah and make her and to make her speak oh okay the and the only reason i had started bringing up the whole water thing was because uh since they mentioned that her lips start like hardly seem to be moving and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then the whole thing about um the the going blind and the hemorrhage and that he fell asleep and died in the chair like all of that happens like at the very 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 end of the movie with uh lorraine warren Mm. where he he, like like she goes into like this trance and and he tells her and that's when the whole nun thing happens
1: oh no i mean they, they put this poor girl like through rigorous tests um I mean, I know that theres there's been multiple studies, like, with, with the audio and just uh, back then, too, that, like, how is this 11-year-old able to do this? And it's, again, skeptics are, are like, oh, yeah, she I, – I, I, I was going to mention it later, but there was one crazy-ass report saying that, like, oh, well, she studied ventriloquism. It's like, who the fuck studies ventriloquism and, like – Where, like anyway i don't know um well
0: i mean i have heard jeff denham say that you have to start young but he usually says that you have to start like at like between that age like a seven seven to eleven whatever to start getting really good as an adult so like i don't think an 11 year old is going to be like a super pro at ventriloquism i mean i could be completely wrong
1: well okay but but here's the thing is like they, they did do testing like you said like they made her hold water in her mouth and they could still hear the voices and it wasn't just voices like it it was actually like animal noises too mm-hmm. like dogs barking and, and things like that and like i said if i can insert the audio in here i, I mean you guys you guys will be able to hear that it's very hard to understand what they're saying because of the accent mm-hmm. but um just that raspy voice like that should and again not just my personal opinion but other people who have studied and like kind of looked into it it the, the it's nearly impossible f- or just impossible for an eleven-year-old's vocal cords to be able to go this slow and be that raspy, mm-hmm. and to be able to hold that for like pe- like long periods of time, like whole conversations. And I mean, they taped her mouth shut. They put water in her mouth. They put water in her mouth and then taped her mouth shut. Like I mean, they they you know they did a lot to this poor girl, yeah. and and they were still able to get same or similar results so
0: so um yeah. since, since we're talking real quick about the water so in the movie what like what happens is they make her hold the water in her mouth and then uh they're just sitting there staring at her and, and nothing's happening and then i don't remember if she spits the water out or she swallows it that's reg- it doesn't matter point is she starts saying oh it's because bill's saying that you know like he does it like basically like he doesn't want to be like stared at like he doesn't feel comfortable mm. with them staring and stuff So they, he makes them all turn around. So the little girl says, he wants you guys to turn around. So they watch her put the water in her mouth and they all turn their backs and then you're watching it. Right. But they're not seeing it, but then you're seeing, so you're seeing her and you're seeing, you're starting to hear him say stuff, which is, this is kind Mm -hmm. of something kind of cool that they did in the movie. Like, I'm not sure if this happened in real life, but it's, it's not making sense what he's saying because it's like a phrase, but it's broken up. Mm-hmm. um and so he's talking and then the, the cool thing is in the movie you can kind of see like as the conversation's going on you can kind of see uh it go from her to like the shadow yeah. of a man yeah of an old man sitting in there and then uh like i guess he goes away and the little girl comes back and then they all turn around and she spits the water out into the cup this time and then i think later on uh anita Mm-hmm. uh who again was a skeptic in the movie uh was like well how do you like since y'all were turned around how do you know she didn't spit the water out and then right before you guys turned the uh, uh turned around again she put the water back in her mouth so but i mean I, that, that's not obviously what happened in real life because if they tape their mouth shut and everybody's watching her and in the movie that wasn't the case so that's why there was a lot of things that were like happening and then anita would be like oh but this or oh but that and then they were like well i mean she kind of has a point and we have to have like super concrete evidence but we can't find any and
1: i mean I- i'll i'll get a little bit into to that and like the skeptics and and stuff like that in in a second mm-hmm. um i know that uh another thing that what happen and why people were like no like this is legit was that um sometimes you would hear them you would hear two voices. You would hear her voice mm. and this like separate entity, and they they had her sing a song. It was like an old, um, like nursery rhyme. Or I mean, us Americans aren't familiar with it, but it's like a like old like UK like nursery rhyme. And so they had her start singing it, and she's singing it, and then all of a sudden, this other voice starts like fucking singing along with her, and then she thinks it's hilarious. And so she starts laughing, and then this entity also starts laughing, like with her. And it's just like this super creepy, like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is is it? Is this her? Like, is she somehow ha- like some other projected projection of her, or is this this other? Ent-? Like, it was just creepy and weird to like read about some of these things. But um, uh, yeah, a, a lot happened. I mean, I feel like even more happened than what we're even talking about right now. But mm-hmm. trying to keep this episode around an hour which is we're already kind of hitting that mark but um i will say that now we can talk about the warrens because that's about (laughs) it's about when they actually came um they obviously clearly were not very heavily involved like they were in the movie but they they were a part of the case um they briefly investigated the enfield Poltergeist in the summer of 1978, which basically is when everything kind of started winding down, um, and they're just like two of the shit's and of of investigators that visited the the house, and um, a lot of the art- articles about the Enfield Poltergeist case don't even mention the warrens leading one to conclude that their role in the case was significant, significantly dramatized for The Conjuring Two, which I mentioned at the very start. Um, like it's literally not even on their website, mm-hmm. like the uh, case studies and stuff like that. Like they're, it's, it's not on there. Um, in fact, uh, Guy Playfair, um, one of the original paranormal investigators on the case came forward prior to the movie's release and said that the Warrens had showed up quote unquote uninvited and only stayed for a day. He also said that a, uh, Ed Warren told him he could make him a lot of money off the case. <laughs> um... Ed Warren touched on the case and its skeptics in Gerald Brittle's book, The Demonologist, stating, quote, inhumane spirit phenomena were in progress. Now, you can't record the dangerous, threatening atmosphere inside the house, but you could film the levitations, teleportations, and dematerializations of people and objects that were happening there, not to mention the many hundreds of hours of tape recordings made of the spirit voices speaking aloud in the rooms. As the case became quickly viewed as a hoax, some saw it as proof that the Warrens themselves were frauds. So, th- I mean, I-, I spoke about that in the in the first deep dive of The Conjuring, so last month, that, you know, a lot of people talk shit about the Warrens and that they were frauds. And th- this is one of those cases where people were like, fuck them, like they're full of shit. Um because they weren't actually really involved. They still made money off the case. And they talked a whole lot of game. But it was like, you guys weren't even there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so yeah, I, I heard that you said that they mentioned dematerialization. So, that would be the teleportations that, that uh, I guess, Janet was experiencing. Where yeah. she would be in the mom's room and then she kind of teleported into the house. Or she was in her room and then she fell off the bed and she had actually fallen off the bed into the downstairs That's right
1: i actually i I'll, let me let me just get this last little uh sentence in here is that um Janet reported that um it was a priest's visit into the into the home that resulted in the incidents quote quieting down mm-hmm. in the autumn of nineteen seventy eight although the occurrences did not stop entirely she says with her mother continuing to hear noises in the house and I know too that her little brother um would also hear hear things and also feel like someone was watching basically like Mm -hmm. that that feeling never went away so i guess the bigger activity went away but um there was still some something there yeah maurice like the only reason that he had actually taken on the case was because his daughter had passed away Mm -hmm. and um he kept kind of getting these signs I guess and then felt like his daughter was giving him signs that he needed to to like go investigate this case so he did and then like uh I know that at one point like Lorraine Warren was like oh your daughter's involved with this demon entity like whatever it was and that's why you're involved as well and then at the end like uh, Maurice's daughter is quote unquote released and so then that's why he's like feels like he can kind of step away from from this or things are 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 done. Um but that's just kind of like a
0: I wanna say there was something note. similar like in the movie. Like as far mm-hmm. as like his his daughter passing away and like it was like part of the connection. Reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well um should we get into the skeptic stuff? Yeah. All right, cool.
0: Because I saw Anita's name there, and I was like, hmm.
1: Yeah, she's she's one of the skeptics. That's why I asked you. I was like, well, who's who's the skeptic? Because, um, I, yeah,
0: well, that was weird to me because it seemed like I, I thought since she was one of the one investigators, of the I thought yeah. she was like she believed it. And then I'm no. reading what she wrote, and I'm like, well, maybe, I guess, okay, all right.
1: She was, she was a skeptic. And even with well over 30 witnesses to everything that happened in that house, there, there are still skeptics. And, um, I mean, the debate around the Enfield case, just like, it continues to today. Everyone, not everyone, sorry. Some people think it's bullshit and some people think that it's real. And, um, even Playfair observed in his case notes that Wilkins generally, quote, refused to speak unless the girls were alone in the room with the door closed. And that Hodgson's chil- the Hodgson children were motivated to add to the activity with some tricks of their own. And um, I mean, th- well, I'll, I'll get into it some more. Um, Playfair wrote that Janet new cameras were on and nothing seemed to happen but gross and playfair were believers so even though that he he uh, playfair kind of knew that they would mess around and stuff like he was still a believer mm-hmm. and and yeah like i i mentioned that there is even one report that said she was studying ventriloquism which just seems like a stretch because it's literally just like this one report and you can't find that information anywhere else. Yeah, but I thought it was fun, so I added it in there because <laughs> it just seems ridiculous. Um, so Anita Gregory, uh, who we talked about, she you know she was one of the investigators and you've brought up she's in the movie too apparently, concluded that the case was overrated and many skeptics skeptics accused the Hodgson family of making up the haunting for fame and financial gain, which I mean they didn't really get much so. <laughs> Um, I mean, they continued to live in the house. Like, it's not like they were rolling in cash and they just like went and bought themselves a mansion or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, at different points in the invest at different points, the investigators caught the girls bending spoons, which you mentioned. So that, that did actually happen. Um, and banging on the ceilings with broom handles. So like in the movie, catching the girls in the act seemed to be enough for Gregory and the other others to close the case. But in 1980, Janet admitted to ITV, uh, quote, oh, yeah, once or twice we faked phenomena just to see if Mr. Gross and Mr. Playfair would catch us. They always, oh, they always did. Just ahead of the movie's release, Janet told the Daily Mail that only, quote, 2% of the occurrences were faked. Um,
0: So before you continue uh, in the movie, Anita Gregory does say these things as well about the family faking the haunting to get famous and for financial gain again, because they were poor. She felt like, oh, they're just doing this to get money so that they're not in the situation that they're in. And um, as far as Janet admitting that about faking stuff, when she was confronted about the bending of the spoon, she did say, yes, I did bend the spoon, but in, in the movie, She said it was because uh, the demon or, you know, whatever was possessing her told her that if she didn't say that she like, if she didn't do it, and and make them Oh, that was it. That was that's what it was she wanted. She was trying to make it look fake so that they would leave because Mm -hmm. the, the the demon wanted them gone. She said, if you don't make them leave, or if you don't find a way to make them leave, that she was going to kill the entire family or something like that. Uh, So in the movie, it was because that was the reason why she faked it. And, and mm -hmm. she did the whole thing in the kitchen with bending the spoon and stuff like that. So just that's want to throw that in there.
1: No. Well, I mean, and a few articles that I read also mentioned that, um, I mean, they did it because they were bored children. Like, um, that, yeah, they, they did just kind of want to, like, fuck around with people. I mean, and, and they didn't realize, the co- I guess, the consequence, consequences to mm-hmm. what playing around like that would do for the investigation. Um, and, I mean, they, they, yeah, that they were just bored and they were like, well, they're here looking for ghosts. Let's give them ghosts. Not really thinking, like, this could ruin <laughs> the, the whole investigation kind yeah. of thing. Um, and uh, I, another quote that i had read was that again like i had mentioned they really loved maurice being there and now i'm like is it maurice or is it maurice
0: i think it's maurice (sighs) but you've been saying maurice
1: i know but now i'm like is it maurice or is it maurice
0: well i don't know
1: (laughs) i said the other other deep dive Perrin Peron or whatever yeah i think it's
0: i think it's maurice Maurice. okay
1: well um so they, yeah, that, that they had done all these things because they didn't want uh, Maurice to leave uh, again because they, they got really close to him. And they're like, well, maybe if we like bend some spoons and like do this and that, he'll want to investigate more and he'll stay. And um, but it was all very innocent. And I mean, she she even said that or, I mean, like I mentioned that the two percent of those things were faked, mm-hmm. like that everything else was real. So they they actually also got this magi- like legit magician and not like kids show birthday party like magician like um, a pen
0: and Teller David Copperfield magician I, guess,
1: I don't I don't know it just says a magician named uh Melbourne uh, Christopher and he dropped by to check things out and said that the activity was a work of a little girl who wanted to cause trouble and who was very very clever and uh, uh, Ray Allen, who was a ventriloquist, said that Janet was playing tricks with Bill's voice because she enjoyed the attention, which is usually what people say with young girls and poltergeist activity—that it's it's always the work of bored women or children,
0: mm-hmm.
1: girl children. Um, but by 1979, the tabloids had moved on from the Hodgsons and. Um, while the experts couldn't agree on a logical, logical explanation, um, despite the movie's happy ending, the real life case was never truly closed. The next family that moved in reported strange incidents too, including hearing voices downstairs and encountering, encountering a man walking into rooms. Though They only lived there for about two months before they moved out. And um, years later, Janet called the events that she lived through in the house traumatic Revealing that she had a short spell in a psychi- psychiatric hospital and that she was bullied at school and her classmates would call her ghost girl, which I'd be totally fine if people called me ghost girl.
0: And I think saying. um, I think they were called I think they called her that in the movie as well. Like, oh, really? so they had to pull it. I don't know if they pulled her out of school or she stopped going to school for a while because uh, they called they were called like she's getting picked on a lot.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, she told the Daily Mail that her mother also had a nervous breakdown, and I mean, it's obviously not surprising. And then Janet wasn't very happy to hear about the film actually being like made about the case, mm-hmm. um, because it kind of like dug up old memories for her, and she kind of wanted to just leave those behind, but now it's out there in front of the world for everyone to see and um, she had actually moved out of the house at age 16 and like married young and just tried to distance herself from the whole thing and i honestly is not in the notes but other things that i've i've read that i feel like the family experienced a whole lot of tr- uh, tragedy one of her younger brothers ended up dying of cancer at like age 14 oh, man. her mother also died of cancer like it was just i don't know it just seemed like they all kind of
0: definitely not the happy ending that they had in the movie
1: no, not not at all, not at all. And um, the house is actually currently occupied by another family, but they don't want to be identified, which I get it. Um, but the mother of the household says that she's got children; they don't know about it, and she want she doesn't want to scare them. Oh, man.
0: So, so that means the <laughs> mom imagine? knows, and I can't yeah. I can't imagine like living in the house knowing what happened there prior
1: yeah for real this is where i was supposed to insert my fun fact about this all started because they played with the ouija board but we already sorry it was in the movie well it was in the movie so i guess it's not a fun fact
0: and it was like literally like the first thing that comes on the movie (laughs)
1: yeah well like
0: them having the ouija board and then late a little bit later on the sister like you know tells her you shouldn't be playing with
1: this yeah well yeah i mean and that's it. <laughs> that's a wrap. That's um, that's the Enfield poultry guys. I and again, guys, like there is, I feel like so much more to this story. Um, as far as like we we could kind of go into more of the experiences and and deep dive those and whatnot. But then this would I be mean, a three
0: hour podcast
1: uh, for real. Or we would have to break it up into multiple. And let's not do that. Um, we're,
0: we're already doing multiple deep dives on this subject. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but um, so again, if you've been following, this is part two of uh, the Conjuring deep dives. Um, next one will obviously, obviously be a month from now, and we will be doing Conjuring part three, which is based off of the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. Again, this is another one where I know the actual story more than I know the movie. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Eric will be in charge of the movie. I will be in charge of researching the actual events that took place.
0: I mean, so, your I mean, fucking lights flickered, dude.
1: Dude, oh my god, I can't wait to, I can't wait to <laughs> edit that. I hope, I hope I don't look too much like trash, and I probably am. Dude, you, no you me.
0: freaked out. I, I, I didn't even look at my face, but like you, legit, like. Uh, this might just be my head exaggerating it, dude, but I feel like you almost did like the thing in the movies where like they're sitting some and like on something and they literally like they see something in front of them, they freak out and they just go all the way back to the wall and they hit the wall. <laughs> like that's what that like, because
1: like, that's how bad it was. Well,
0: because it looked weird, man, because like. The lights start like flickering, kind of weird, and then, uh, like it even looked like almost like almost like if your computer screen had gone out. So I thought like the computer fell backwards or like it like crashed over, like yeah. it knocked over oh and like God, cracked I can't the wait screen. To look at this. It looked weird, dude. So I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then I see the lights coming, kind of coming back on, and then like just. They flickered again, but they didn't flicker as bad as the first time. It, it almost looked like there was like interference, or like say like lightning had struck, and just yeah. like made everything go fucking wonky, dude. Because it was uh. it was legit weird. And then like <laughs> it kind of went black for a second, and then again like I just see Michelle up like and up and back, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then like she starts freaking out, and she opens the door. Like watch the video, guys. Like please just.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. I swear to God it was in play. And, and I might leave this in the podcast so you might hear it, but um, like we, we have been having like issues with the light. Like it, it would sometimes flicker. So like, that's not abnormal, Mm -hmm. but it's usually like when we're turning on the light, like it was, it, like it flickers. Like when we turn on the light, it'll be on and then it's like, click, 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 click. And then it's on and it's like, whatever. But for it to like, it's been on this whole time that we've been recording and then just randomly start to flicker. That hasn't, when we're talking about poultry guys, like that has never, that hasn't happened. Um, And that's because I'm really bad about leaving the closet light on. So I would, I would know I would see it. This is, that was legit like unplanned. And, and I, I reached up there and, and it, felt a little loose, so I tightened it, and hopefully we don't have that issue. Maybe that was just the only issue. But the fact that it like happened <laughs> when we're talking about Vulture guys and whatnot, it was just <laughs> creepy as fuck. That oh, <laughs> was man. awful.
0: That was crazy. That was awful. But it's going
1: to make for good entertainment. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's for damn sure. But yeah, guys, if uh, you want to find us, we have an amazing website that my sister made. And it's uh, webelievedyou.com. Uh, you can click on the our. Con- you can find all our social medias on there. You can find everywhere you listen to a podcast. You can click on there to listen to all of them if you want to really help us out. Uh, and you can go to Apple Podcasts to uh, give us a five star review. And if you want to share your stories or if you want to be interviewed, you can go to the contact us. Give us your name or stay anonymous. Let us know that you want to be interviewed or write in your stories because we want to hear from you guys because we believe.
1: Do you?